Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everyone, it's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino, and I'm super excited about my guest today. Um, she is a veterinarian, and I think I met her the first time at the Dogs Naturally Raw Summit, I believe, mm-hmm. or it was the AHVMA. It was one of those that I two or three all, years ago. Yeah, all blended mm-hmm. together. And <laughs> I probably asked her then to be on my show, and then time went by and Literally, I was thinking today, um, I was probably whenever Hernando reached out to you, I was like, uh, I still haven't had PJ on. I still haven't had PJ on. And then I was like, well, why haven't I had her on yet? And I think it wasn't time. It wasn't time. But now <laughs> I know why. And that's because my Doberman, Nina, uh, eight years old, has osteosarcoma. Oh, okay. So I know that you have a lot of um, amazing experience treating dogs. But first, everyone, PJ Broadfoot, uh, one of my favorite holistic integrative vets out there, um, has what I think I, I love most about you and what and the type of vets that I have on this show are vets that, that got out of school and went, wait a minute, I didn't learn anything about that or this. And wait, someone's telling me that this worked on their animal. Why didn't I hear anything about that? Um, our chief, we just brought on a chief vet and he is one of those young vets that got out of school and went, nobody said anything about the endocannabinoid system or cannabis. So then he went out there and became an expert. So of course I was like, come, yes. <laughs> there's even come, more. Come here. That's right. If you can even imagine <laughs> learning about cannabis first before learning about, uh, Chinese herbs and homeopaths and acupuncture mm-hmm. and all of that. So or non-steroidals or yeah. Exactly. So exactly. his mind is blowing because now he's learning it. He learned cannabis first and now all these other things. But um you're uh, you're an integrative vet. We don't need to to know. If you want to know her life story, you can go on her website and look her up, PJ Broadfoot. Otherwise, she's one of the coolest and best and my favorite. So you're just going to have to take my word for it because we want to talk about, get right into the conversation of these wonderful integrative modalities that you have had such great success with. Um, Some of my favorites that I definitely want to talk to you about are blood therapies. Yes. I love the concept. I love, um, I've heard you say about where you learned it and how you were like, what? Um, (laughs) Could you talk a little bit about that, about, you know, how it made you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then how blood therapies work. And I know that there's, we can do vitamin, we can do ozone, we can do Mm -hmm. thymus, we can do all kinds of wonderful things. So tell us about that and how. And sometimes combined, actually. So wonderful. So sometimes the funny thing about blood therapy was my first introduction to it was when I was in vet school. So, you know, you get those breadcrumbs that people drop and you, and you think at the time, what a very strange thing to say. Um, And it was actually uh, one of the older uh, bovine vets, one of the cow vets who, you know, and I wondered later, did he say that to all of those groups or was it for our benefit, my benefit, because it, 
came back around later, he said, well, you know, if you can't get that cow over it, take a slug of blood, that blood out of the jugular and put it back in, in the hip. And I thought, okay, that was just weird. And, you know, but, and then for years, I wondered where he came up. You have to excuse it because we're at the clinic. Um, for years, I wondered where he came up with that. Okay. Well, my, I'm at the clinic. So, so. Okay. So we'll just start with that answer again. Okay. Just start, start from he, you, that's the state in your mind. Okay. So, so that kind of stuck in my mind for a long, long, long time, but I did not know where he got that. So years later, when I was in Germany, I was, I, they were teaching blood therapy, auto sanguis. It's a very big part of homotoxicology, which is a branch of nanopharmacology, kind of a offshoot of homeopathy. And it was just, you know, all of a sudden, all of that came back, like, well, you know, somebody said something about that in vet school. Well, about two, three years ago, because I'm, you know, my my lectures are never done. I've done autosanguis lectures for about 20 years. And and a few years ago, I thought, I'm going to go back. I want to see, I want to know why he came up with that. Well, the funny thing was Mayo Clinic was doing autologous blood therapies in the 30s and 40s. I think wow. his name was Dr. Rosenau. And it just kind of fell off the radar, probably because it, you know, you can't put a big slap, a big, you know, cost on it because you're using your own blood. Right. Although, you know, they're, PRP is a form of autologous blood therapy. They're just using the platelets. Um, and they charge quite a bit for that, I can tell you, because my son had it. But it's it's a form of blood therapy. So all of a sudden, and now some of the, if you look at autologous vaccines or, you know, like the, the cancer vaccines, they're using your tissues. And they're taking that and they're giving it back. Sometimes they process it. And sometimes they just give it back, the, you know, just as is. You know, we mix them with homotox, the, the homotoxicology things. Uh, a lot of people will do ozone. And I actually had ozone therapy in, oh gosh, what year was that? Probably, well, at the same time I was in, when I was in Germany, they gave me autologous blood therapy with ozone and homotox. So I've been fascinated with ozone for a long, long time too. And I finally, finally got an ozone machine. I'm still learning how to use it. But you know, you think about it, what you're doing is <laughs> you sound just like me. You I have the machine too. I have no idea how to use it. Yeah. But Zach is Dr. Zach is learning all about it. So we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's embarrassing to have it that long because I I've loved it for I mean I've just been interested in it a long time. Well when I went I went to Romania and lectured in March and uh, when I and I went with a friend of mine who asked them to actually to invite me, and he taught ozone there. Well, that's when all that coronavirus was just hitting, and I thought, okay, it's time to get an ozone machine. So when I came back, I, and I didn't get to watch his uh, his wet labs where he actually demonstrated how to use it because I was giving my own. So I got back, and I've got this gizmo with all these tubes and. I'm still learning, but I told Dr. Zach, I go, we just need um, oxygen. And he goes, well, how do I get that? And I'm like, I don't know. You're supposed to write me a prescription or something. Yeah. I got to get an oxygen bottle. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have figured it all out. So (laughs) I'll tell you if we figure it all out. Yeah. It's just, it's the mechanism of it. It's not that I know it works. It's wonderful, but it's just getting it set up is the problem. So anyway, I had giving it through as a blood therapy. Well, I haven't, I haven't yet. Um, but I have had it and I know it works remarkably well because after I had that, I had that, they gave me thyroidia. They actually gave it for jet lag. And for the next month or two after I came back, this was like February, my hands and feet were warm. 
So you know it changed me metabolically because my hands and feet are always cold. Or mine. Um, uh huh. So yeah, so I've I've thought that was a, a cool therapeutic ever since, but you know, just never had the opportunity. Well, she having good grief. Well, <laughs> Jill have dogs in the background. I'm gonna send oh, you to the yeah, back. You're gonna gag. How many are in here right now? <laughs> At least well, three or four or five at all times. It depends. Well, hopefully they're not. Hopefully they're not gagging. <laughs> oh, no. That's funny because I took out my thirteen-year-old um, schnauzer who likes to have his hacking attacks, and I was like, "He's right here." I'm like, "Okay, that's not going to work." <laughs> I could explain it to everyone, but that's not going to work every five seconds. So he's downstairs. But um, okay, so but you have done blood therapies with thymus. With thymus and and homotox, yeah, we've been doing those for a long, long time. So you know, you were talking about an osteosarcoma. Some of my one of my absolute best cases was an osteosarcoma dog. Mm -hmm. So early How? on. So yeah, tell me. So we did uh, we did thymus extract, which is called Kiosenex. It's some there's some remarkable data on that, but um, we gave it with adjuvants and and homotoxicology and this was a patient that came in the owners did not want to do chemotherapy they didn't want to do you know they don't do lens sparing they want to take the leg off um they just wanted to buy her some good quality time and so what we started was it? it was a, a rather large like a 90 95 pound white german shepherd uh older dog nine or ten i think at the time maybe older than that and not um, to interrupt you but you yeah. know for those listeners who don't know um about osteosarcoma i've read that nine out of ten large breed dogs get this cancer the it worst is common part, and the worst part about this cancer is that it's aggressive it's a genetic cancer which I have read that you, that's what you've studied was genetics. So <laughs> yeah. I love your long time ago, <laughs> I know, but yes, studied it. And it, it is fascinating to me to think how these diseases have just taken over these breeds and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll meet somebody and they'll go, Oh yeah, I lost my German shepherd at two years old. And I'm yeah. Like, that's terrifying. Wow, we gotta, we gotta do something, figure out something, change breeding, do something. So yeah. Well, the um, incidence of cancer is one in somewhere between one and two and one and three in dogs. It's, it's horrific. It is. It's so, out of control. And you know is. what I do? Cannabis. Mm -hmm. So yep. I am the same as these these people that you're talking about with the white German Shepherd. I'm not doing uh, chemotherapy or radiation and I'm not, have not removed the limb because she's still using it. Right. Doesn't use it when she's exactly. running. That's the, that's the key. Yeah. Yep. And that's, um, and that's the thing this particular dog was. Yeah. Yeah, we did the we did the therapeutics on her, and at some point in time she started pooling fluid below the below the tumor, so that was causing her problem. But she was running and playing, and I mean chasing horses, and and so her quality of life was fabulous. And at that point in time, we could we could control the edema for a while, and then we got to the point where we couldn't control the fluid anymore, so it was making her uncomfortable. And I said, look, she if she doesn't have any signs of metastatic disease, I would. If she were mine, I'd take the leg off because she's right. doing great. Well, she lived another couple of years after that. Um, never did have any signs of metastatic disease. And they moved to um, Pennsylvania. Do you know, you know um, Judith Shoemaker, don't you? Who? In Pennsylvania. Judith Shoemaker. Oh. Oh, uh -huh. you yeah. You, well, you've got to interview her if you haven't. But um, she's actually the, like one of the top foremost experts in the world on postural rehab. Judith. So... 
she that these people moved to her practice area. She was one of the, la the one of the 20 veterinarians in the world that had thymus extract. So it was just so cool. Um, and then she took care of her till the end of the days. So, and she was put down for something besides the cancer. Awesome. So it did not. So what was she put down for? Well, she, her, her hind end finally gave out on her. You know, she was a big German shepherd. So right. she was already at risk for, for dysplastic type stuff. And she just got so nowadays, If we come across her, we're also going to incorporate a full spectrum hemp extract or cannabis. And we add a lot of that to our homotox these days, actually. What you know, so we combine what is, them. Yeah. What is, you say, you keep saying the homo, homotox. Homotoxicology, it's it's that complex, complex homeopathy, nanopharmacology, but they're complexes. They're not single, single remedy, uh, single dilution. They're 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 broader uh, groupings of things. So have you heard of Tromiel? Uh yes. Okay, Tromiel is a complex homeopathic. It was developed by uh the the MD that started Heal. So Reckwig. So and, and he had and what is the, what is it? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's, it's a marvelous anti-inflammatory. And it's given how? In uh, oral, injectable. Um, the, sometimes people will use them into intra-articular. There's, there's probably every way you can give it, you can give Tromiel. So on this German Shepherd, you gave her this cocktail of, that's specific to what she needed is it different every time it's different every time it, it. it's it's um so we were talking about uh the german shepherd the homeotox oh protocols for cancer so yeah. i feel like um you know protocols for cancer all start the same and then depending on the cancer where you go exactly um, I, and I love that. And I love that about what you do because you're going to include anything that's going to help. Anything that works. Basically. And this are works. you doing that in, uh, into the blood, taking the blood out and putting it back in? Mm -hmm. Very cool. And then yes. to tell our listeners, because most of our listeners are pet parents, you know, mm -hmm. who are trying to take control, understand, have a little bit of knowledge. Um, how does that work? Tell pet parents what happens when you put the blood back in. What is the a body? Space. Why does it work? So you think about it. Anything that's going on, the information of everything that's going on is actually running in the bloodstream. It's actually matrix or mesenchyme. So you're taking it out and you're putting it back in a different space. So the immune system then sees this something else that you put in and it sends in recruits. So dendritic cells, they go and process this blood and pick up those components, then they go to the nearest lymph nodes and they clone. So then the clones, the, the cloned cells go out and they start doing surveillance. So it is a body specific immunotherapy. So we do that for allergies regularly um, and anything else really. If it's acute, you do the, the veterinarian that was talking about the cows that they gave, you know, big slug of blood. They're basically making a hematoma that the immune system goes and looks at again. So if that's called a large blood autologous or a large blood autosanguis, you could do, we do, we usually do small blood autosanguis and mix it with, you know, smaller amounts of blood mixed with the, uh, the homotox and usually thymus extract 
and then we put it back either in well acupuncture points because i don't know acupuncture i know a few really good points so we put it in in, in acupuncture points for years so i just put it so, you put it on the needle and put it into the acupuncture point no we inject it with a 30 gauge 27 or 30 gauge needle and inject it right into the acupuncture points like biopuncture or um sometimes you do trigger points which isn't the same thing as acupuncture but you put them into in, like when we have a downer dog um we'll put it on either side of the spine just uh, dorsal or just ahead of where they have the most reactivity wow and we're trying to get the body to re-regulate that overt inflammatory response i love it so i um i think we have to take a break but when we come back i want to talk a little bit more about this and i want to know can we add cannabis to your homeotox we do all the time can't wait to talk about that. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with PJ Broadfoot, and we were talking about uh, what is the what is it called when you take the blood out and put it back in? It's called autosanguis or autologous blood. There's other names for it, but those are the two most common. So like if someone would want to go in and talk to their vet about it, what do they say? Well, they would, those are the terms. Say what I say, I want to take my dog's blood out. Put and put it back. Put it back in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. And I and I work with veterinarians all the time. I'm happy to send them uh, the information on that. In fact, we just my staff and I were just talking about we really need to do a video, you know, some video shorts on this is the way you do it because some people are going, you know, their head scratching me. And it's so simple to do. It's so simple. It's not it's not hard. It's not rocket science, and it's a no harm strategy. So why not try it? Particularly if you're stuck, why not try it? Well, we're working on a um, a documentary. And we, we did a little tour uh, called the Healing Naturally Tour. And whenever, you know, this pandemic lets us travel again, uh, we're going to come, we're going to put you on our stop so that we can ah. come and film all these things for you because cool. I love this stuff and it makes sense to me. And I'm starting because I'm in the cannabis industry and with pets, I'm starting to learn that there's all kinds of wonderful things that are out there that are being kept from us because you can't patent nature. You no. can't, you can't patent um, or make a whole bunch of money off of something that occurs naturally in, nope. in, in our world and, and in plants. So exactly. we fight that all the time, you know, that well, sometimes they try and like, they're trying to, they're talking about, um, taking N-acetylcysteine away from, is it N-acetyl? I think it's N-acetylcysteine that they're trying to take away from the natural practitioners because now they're trying to categorize it as a drug. So, because it's actually helpful for coronavirus. Right. So, oh, so that's what happens. 
Mm-hmm. Is that when people start paying attention to it? And then they, you know, somebody, I'm assuming somebody in the pharmaceutical world goes, wait, 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 mm-hmm. wait, 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 we could make a lot more money on that if we make it scripted. Yeah. Right. I know. Just take out a piece of it or an isolate and then make it, yeah. you know, now that, it's a dangerous drug. That's pretty evil. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I know that you don't believe in any of that. So tell me how you use cannabis in this therapy. Well, we actually are using more and more of it all the time. It kind of depends on the patients. We use it a lot in the pain, uh, in the pain category, just trying to, to ramp down uh, the overt inflammatory response. It gives them a better quality of life. The dog that's in here was gagging a minute ago was a renal failure dog. I mean, had the worst numbers I've ever seen uh, Two well, this will be three years ago this no, next month. Um, and I really, I expected him to be gone. And he's never been a good eater, which didn't doesn't help when you've got a kidney failure dog. And so he was one of the early ones that I started using the, the hemp on, the cannabis on. And, you know, he's still with me. His, his, his creatinine was 10.3, which is horrific. It's down in the normal range, which I never expected to happen. Um, you know, his phosphorus was high enough that he should never have survived all of that. So I, I don't know. I, it was probably inflammatory. I'm guessing it was secondary to Ehrlichia. Um, but he's still with us uh, against all odds. Um, and, and one of the things that it helped with is it improved his sense of well-being and it, it improved his appetite. And that's, they've got to eat. They've got to eat and it's a lifesaver. And, it, and if you can get them to eat, you can also hide some things in that food. So they exactly. <laughs> you have to bribe something down them. Exactly. But yeah, it's, you know, it has become, of course, it's my favorite plant and um, plant medicine. And it is my go-to no matter what happens on my farm with any animal. I just know it's going to immediately make them feel better and get rid of the pain. And that's what we all want. We don't want our pets to suffer. No. And every cell has a has cannabinoid receptors. So, you know, I'm not the expert on that. I've never lectured on it because there are so many people who know so much more than I do. I don't see any point. Yeah. I don't see any point, any point in reinventing the wheel. I mean, there's not, there's people who've been in it for a long, long time and they're far more eminently qualified to lecture on those things. But there's, I'm sure you've seen it. There was an absolutely fabulous, um, kind of an infographic where someone did like it was a big tree of the cannabinoids and stuff and how if you if you this if you dismantle one take something off and it it you know you you re-regulate and just putting the cannabinoids back in can put all those dominoes back in place where you know where they can rebalance so uh, amazing what this is why I love having a conversation with you because you understand that it it works why it would work other plants work so why yeah. would this work um uh, to me it's the adaptogen of all adaptogens and, and it's um, been around for uh, for eons and you know a lot of the uh, and the, you know there's and there's always the talk about thc and stuff but but until the i don't know what year it was hemp was encouraged to be grown it's a huge i mean there's so many uses for hemp so many uses and i think it was blocked by big paper or something you know like cotton, the cotton industry yeah cotton industry was it cotton? does not want hemp Cot- it no will because it competed mm-hmm. it will yes. destroy it's an 
Uh, when it is a textile or a fabric, it is mm -hmm. naturally an antibacterial. It is the strongest. So yes, just like pharmaceutical industry is scared of cannabis and these natural cotton mm -hmm. does not want hemp to happen. Well, and and you know we and we import our hemp ropes. They're one of, they make some of the best rope in the world, and we import yep. it. Well, that's yep. ridiculous. You don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, because because we legalized that as a crop, right. which. You know, and it was it was during the war or something that they decided to vilify hemp as a as a uh, as a plant to be grown. <laughs> I don't know the whole thing. It's we're so many years behind where we it should is. be. It is well. The what is wonderful about the endocannabinoid system is that it is the master regulator. Mm -hmm. It is responsible for keeping all of the other systems running correctly. So it, it's almost like it's. Uh, you know, if it's the president, the lymphatic system's probably its vice president. You know, when I, of course, start you know, getting preparing to speak to you, I knew I wanted to talk about thymus because it's such, so important and you have so much experience in it, but we know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, of course, start looking at the thymus gland and see that, you know, it's got receptors all over and what it's responsible for. So I know that if the endocannabinoid system was talked about as easily and readily as the lymphatic system was studied, that it was probably a part of the endocannabinoid system because I feel like they have so much in common. In common. Yeah. And I have had so much luck, which I know you have also, with um, the moment I can get rid of that inflammation, the moment that I can take a dog that obviously has a deficiency in its endocannabinoid system, meaning it's not producing its endocannabinoids. I can go take these phytocannabinoids from the cannabis plant, supplement mm -hmm. and fix an issue. So I am no vet, but with cannabis and, you know, a raw, fresh diet, I've gotten rid of lymphoma, mast cell. Um, I have gotten dogs to get up and walk again, just mm -hmm. like you have. Um, have to give them foundation. They've got to have the underpinnings to heal. It's unbelievable how many people are putting their dogs down because they stop walking. Oh, well, you know, that's how, that's really how my, how I got started down the integrative medicine path. And I used choline before the, the glycoflex, but Perna in about 1983 just virtually changed the way I practice medicine because it was those dogs that couldn't get up. And and we'd start them on the Perna and they'd be in a couple of weeks later, they'd be walking and the owner would be saying, I don't know what the dog's taking, but I want some of that. So, you know, we sell a ton of glycoflex of the glycoflex on the human side because it has nine glycosaminoglycans. It has natural anti, uh, anti-inflammatories. It's the acid that's 300 times more potent oil as an anti-inflammatory. So, you know, those things change your, they re, they make you reformat um, what you think about health and healing. Right. I, I think it's, and what the best part about it is, is that if you're dealing with a whole bunch of these wonderful natural things, when you take them together, they usually work in synergy. Synergy. Mm -hmm. each other. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's funny, I, I um, just learned about a carrier oil. I didn't just learn about it, unfortunately. I learned about it when I developed my formulas, mm -hmm. but I was like, I can't include this carrier oil because nobody knows it. And I already have to convince everybody that cannabis is safe for their pets. So I can't educate twice. But, <laughs> but you can. 
going to get there. Well, now I've earned their trust and my product works great. So, you know, and I talk to great vets like you that go, it's safe. It's wonderful. It saves lives. So then I now feel like I can go, okay, here's this oil. This mm -hmm. oil is also an adaptogen. So unlike a coconut oil or an olive oil or anything, this oil is an adaptogen. So of course, any everything I'm going to formulate from here on out is going to have a right. mall oil. Have you ever heard of it? A M A L. Mm, no, I have not, and I'm and I'm down rabbit holes all the time. So yeah, I will uh, have I to will, put that in the back of my head. I'll send you a bottle of it. Um, oh, cool! Because it is in India better than turmeric and uh -oh. uh, they're like turmeric that's nothing so it has no shell it's never goes bad um, really has all these wonderful you know properties so is it an, is it ayurvedic or just uh -huh. it's just okay yep. yeah you know my grandfather was from india uh, so i've been always been fascinated with with the indian forms that's of medicine. where your great hair comes from <laughs> well my grandmother was indian and well, hispanic go. so you know perfect perfect <laughs> for great hair um, yes, I, I'm a big believer in Ayurvedic medicine. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of where I started. And then, really? yeah, that's where I've always been. You know, I tell everybody I grew up on Deepak Chopra and, you know, and, and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was. You're I, obviously much younger than me. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember being like 24, 25 and seeing Deepak Chopra speak. I know I was the youngest person in the room and buy a stack of his you know, it was probably not his first book but his first big book and got uh -huh. for everyone on there so yeah i've always um i never it's never steered me wrong you know it's kind of like cannabis cannabis says it'll do this this and this i took it and it did that you know mm -hmm. um, you know the thing i think that's difficult for people is that there are you know we we have a bioenergetic screen it's called a quest and different what did you say? Yeah. Bio what? It's bioenergetic screening. It's, uh, have you ever heard of electroacupuncture according to Volt? Uh -huh. EAV? Okay, it's an EAV machine. So we got the, we, we like the bit, this particular bioenergetic screening because we can run tissues on it. Primarily I use blood, but you can run hair, uh, gingival swabs, toenail clippings, anything that has DNA in it, you can run. So, um, and, you know, EAV was one of those things I got, I was introduced to also from the old biotherapeutic indexes from the homotox people. And when we, when we test, we'll run several different hamps on it and they test differently. And I, and I am convinced it's because we have different varieties of cannabis. They're harvested differently. Uh, they're different concentrations. Uh, you know, there's, so there's so many variations on those. We've had four different hemp's and they all test different. Mm -hmm. They all and, test different. And right now treating Nina, my Doberman, I have her of course on my 1100 milligram full spectrum hemp extract, but I'm also giving her THC, uh -huh. 10 milligrams of THC. Now I do that because I know THC kills cancer. Yeah. Um, so yes. And that is, and that's, and that is when I've seen some of the data on that, uh, and it is remarkable. Some of the, and the, there's this, the different cannabinoids have different, uh, have different anti-cancer properties as well. And I think that's the challenge is that there are- You know are... what you're talking about. Huh? You know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> I, you know, I do. I know you missed my lecture because you had to leave at whatever. I'm happy to do the whole thing privately with you in case you pick up on something else. But what you just said is so true. Um, CBDA, which is the acidic raw form of CBD, mm-hmm. has, an, has amazing anti-cancer properties. And we say this all, not don't take our word for it. The research is already out mm-hmm. there. Understand that when there's cancer research done, most of the time or any type of research done, they do it on animals. So when they do it on animals, we get to see what happens to the animal. Well, guess what? It got rid of their cancer. Mm-hmm. So um, you definitely want to keep these in mind. So when we're giving them an oil, there is the raw form CBDA is in our tincture. But as you know, the raw mm-hmm. form starts to deteriorate yeah. you know, over time. The moment the flower gets to a certain point, it reaches its max. And then with Mm -hmm. age, even before you start to cut it, it just starts to deteriorate. You cut it, it's aging a little faster. You dry it, you put heat on it. That CBDA eventually is completely gone. Yeah. Um, So when you're in something that's super processed, you're not going to probably have any, any amounts of CBDA. The best way to get CBDA is from a raw flower. So I grind up hemp flour, cannabis flour, and put it on Nina's food. Yeah. Um, I have a video of it. Makes sense. I do it, and then I give it to her, and she actually licks it off first. So she took her tongue and was licking off the raw cannabis before she ate everything out. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Okay. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back and I'm here with PJ, Dr. PJ Broadfoot. And uh, she has shared some wonderful, you know, alternatives for our pets who especially are suffering from cancer or major disease, um, you know, by doing these blood therapies, whether it be vitamin, ozone, um, thymus, homeotox, which is, you know, you're in a good place when someone is making something specifically for your pet to help them. Like we said, there's protocols that we start with with cancer, and then depending on which cancer it is, we want to help whatever system is being affected. But- and their response, because you know, you when you when something shifts, 
you have to be willing to shift with that. You have to look at the change and say, okay, what do we need now? If the body can't detox right now, you sometimes just have to get the system ready to take all the trash that you're getting ready to move. Then you might detox down the road. Not every animal can detox to start with. So it's a, it's a, it's a process of healing. The body does not stay. If it stayed the same all the time, we, they wouldn't need us after the first treatment. Right. So these are really, uh, how does someone get in touch with you or find out more information? Cause I know you said that you can work with their vet. Are that can you be their vet? Can they do? Well, they- it depends on what they're, on what we're doing. And, and I'm happy to work with other veterinarians. It, it's not a competition. It's whatever's best for that patient. I'd be, I'm willing to teach veterinarians that live elsewhere, it, you know, whatever, whatever I know, I'm happy to share with them. Um, and there are some, you know, we do, we do some like the quests we can do remotely. I mean, they can send us the tissues, we can run the quests and, you know, do body specific therapy on those animals. But I like to, I like to have, uh, if, especially long distance patients, I think they should, they need to stay in contact with the veterinarian they have there. For one thing, you can sometimes shift people's thinking. So, you know, years ago, I had a, a dog that had the worst hemolytic anemia and thrombocytopenia, both. She was probably a 17 year old poodle, horrible numbers. I did not think she would turn around at all. Uh, well, I didn't actually I should be a little less negative than that, but I, they were terrible numbers. And so we sent blood therapy and enlisted her veterinarian to do the blood therapy. Well, her veterinarian thought we were absolutely out of our ever-loving minds. But you know, that dog turned around. She lived to be like 22 or 23 years old. So all of a sudden, all of that stuff, it's like you turn a light on for somebody and, and they say, oh, there is there is something else. And funny thing about that particular owner was a few years after that down the road, um, she had a, I think it was a chow with a perianal adenoma, adenocarcinoma. It was, it was a bad one. And I said, well, buy some, this was before the CBD was, you know, freely available. I don't know where she sourced it. She was a lawyer and she found it. And I said, put it on topically and give it orally. And that it improved that dog's quality of life significantly. And it's, and the, you know, the veterinarian has gotten to the point where, where they say, well, whatever, you know, whatever you come up with, try it. Cause it, you know, if it works, it works. And you know what, it's kind of a sign. If you don't have an open-minded vet that's willing to try something that you did your research and found another vet that's using with a success, mm-hmm. then it might be time to get another vet. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's hard. I know I get calls all the time because people don't have a vet in their area. I always yeah. AHVMA to see if they can find a holistic one. But exactly. Well, there's three veterinarians in the state of Arkansas that are wow. AHVMA website. But but there's veterinarians. Sometimes they're just pigeonholed somewhere and you and if you look around you can find people and often you'll find somebody that is willing to you know take a step outside of the box and um and you know the 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 lady in um in michigan that had the hot the hemolytic anemia dog she bought a copy of my of the book that i pro you know i was one of the co-authors on it with rick palmquist and and goldstein and a few others it's uh integrating complementary medicine into veterinary practice Right. So, so uh, Goldstein's the lead author on that, but it has homotox in it, Chinese medicine, Western herbals, nutrition. It's a, it's, it's a big book. Um, and I have had several people buy it for their veterinarians. That, I love you know, that. When they didn't live here. They- Merry Christmas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
track like I got you some good reading. Yes. How do people find you? Do you have a website or I am on Facebook and I have a, you know, dinosaur. So I don't you know, I've never done a website, but I people have been telling me that for like 20 years you need a website. So one of my staff people is working on a website now. Don't make any promises, but we're working on one. Hopefully we'll actually have one up. But we're on Facebook, Broadfoot Veterinary Clinic. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to having you on again, and I can't wait to see you again. Oh, well, and you please keep me posted on your osteosarcoma. If there's anything I can help with, let me know. I will. And we're going to come visit you and we'll bring Dr. Zach and he'll yes. show you ozone therapy and you show him. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Have a good day. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.